Chief, thanks so much for having us at your fire department. Uh, it's been just amazing. Uh, I mean, the morale here in Wildwood is top notch. I don't know what you guys are doing, but you're, you're definitely doing something right. Uh, we, we absolutely appreciate that you guys, you know, took an interest in our department. And um, it's something that, you know, as, as an organization, as a department, we definitely pride ourselves on maintaining that high level of morale. It, it, that doesn't happen overnight, right? Would you agree, Chief? Absolutely not. That's something that's been built over a long period of time. Um, I, I basically, I personally, I was born and raised here. I grew up in that firehouse. My grandfather worked there. And, uh, you know, you, you talk about the kitchen table. I was raised at that kitchen table. That's and, awesome. You know, just the morale that, you know, was instilled at a young age as a kid. Uh, it was just, you know, even when you're at school and you're playing sports, whatever, I, I didn't want to be anywhere else besides in that firehouse. Chief Dunn, talk to us a little bit about what it was like for you um, as a kid growing up in this city and then reflecting on where you're at now. I mean, it's got to be amazing. Yeah, so it's definitely, you know, unique. So not everybody grows up in a town that has, you know, there are up and down periods where you literally go from 5,000 residents in a square mile, which is still pretty dense considering. Right. But then to explode into 250,000 people during the summer months, and, and it's a total almost role reversal where, you know, you have to do and provide the same level of service, but to a much greater population with the same amount of resources that, that you have. So it's definitely unique in that way it's right. challenging but it, that challenge makes it exciting you remember being a kid you know riding your bike around uh, town and, and there's the, you know people from the summer came and how, how much changes as a kid yeah yeah absolutely i as a kid you used to ride your uh, the bike was a way of life you right. ride your bike from one end of the island to the next and uh yeah me i had i remember as a kid i had a bike it was a red and white bike fire engine red <laughs> i had a little flashing red light on it and it's oh, like a siren awesome. And I used to, you know, chase the fire truck all around town with my little bike. And now look at you. I mean, you're uh, you're deputy chief of you know the fire department here in Wildwood City. Talk to me about some of the things you look for in your firefighters. You know, as the DC. Like, what what are some of the things you want to say? So, you know, the main thing I think is, and I try to demonstrate and uh, portray that image of having that love for the job i really think that when you have that love for the job and the enthusiasm that you're going to excel as long as you're bringing 110 percent and and your heart is totally into this job then you know we can teach you everything else but you need you need to have that heart you need to be into the job because if you're if you're just in this to just you know have a, a job you know, we know we talk about the people that are are you on the job or are you into the job? Absolutely. And you absolutely some of the you know, we've been very fortunate here that you know, even with our seasonal and our summer personnel, some of the people that come through our doors that we get the opportunity to work with, they, they love the job, uh, they're here for the right reasons and you know, they either get hired full time here or somewhere else and that just carries on throughout their career. Chief, what's it like for you to have, you know, the type of caliber captains you have uh, working under you? I mean, these guys, the way they perform and their love for the job, their love for the craft um, speaks volumes. And I, I'm not just saying this for the for the sake of saying it. I mean, I certainly wouldn't say it if I didn't see it. Um, 
what's that like for you to have those kind of captains under your uh, command? Yeah, that that's priceless. As you, as you know, the company officer position in any fire department is the most critical position. They, they are that linchpin. Absolutely. They really are setting the tone for what the troops are doing on the street every single day. And I can't speak enough for our captains and the work that they do to make sure that every time our personnel are rolling out the door, no matter what it is, it could be a stub toe or it could be a working fire, that they are absolutely performing 110%, the highest level, and always demanding excellence of, of their personnel. So I can't say enough about the work that our captains do. It, it would be impossible for us to achieve success without them being as you know absolutely good as they are absolutely i mean and, and you know i will say from a company's perspective a department's perspective you know we're only as good as our leadership um and i, I commend you uh, and the chief and the captains for the work you're doing because it's uh it, it's definitely working and you know you you have a lot of obstacles here i mean you first of all it's a resort community and on top of that you have all these things you have high hazards right you have the the boardwalk obviously and the amusement rides and then you have your your, your regular common cock lost and then you have your, your certain building construction that's going on and then you have water rescue on top of that um so you guys have to be diverse right absolutely <clears throat> and we are an all hazards department and that's not even you know you don't have a choice right like you you know when you're it you're it and you know you talk about the uniqueness of the different types of possibilities that we could possibly respond to like you said we could be our, our personnel could respond down to the beach you know 10 minutes from now for a water rescue and five minutes later they're getting dried off and they're putting their turnout gear to respond to a fire incident i mean you know that's very unique like you know i mean there is other places that have that but you know you, you never know what the day or night are going to bring for you so that that adds that level of you know anticipation and always having to be pre prepared for whatever's thrown your way one of the things i thought was so cool is that uh when i first got here for the first part was these guys have a, a riding assignment and they also have a swimming assignment you know and that that's something that not every fire department can say they have uh which is which is pretty cool yeah now it's on our uh, our assignment board it is you know you have your your driver your officer and then your swimmer one and swimmer two right and the guys that are actually when they you know, you're always excited when you get assigned to the nozzle position, or um, you know, a, you know, even if you're on the irons, whatever. You know, you know, like okay, I'm I'm going right in. Yeah. But the guys get just as excited when they're assigned to that swimming position because it's that same level of you know that when that tone drops for a rescue and and we get down there, if somebody's in distress, you're going you're in. You're the one, right? Absolutely. Chief, talk to me a little bit about the um, the transformation in Wildwood. I mean, it it certainly seems change throughout the years i mean especially for as long as the time you've been on here talk to me a little bit about the change you see in the city so over the past and, and it really started in the early 2000s uh, there was a big building boom um, on our entire island and it really was mainly condo buildings uh, multi-family uh, condominium complexes uh, it's all you know new lightweight construction so you saw that influx whereas in the past most of what we were dealing with was very old legacy type construction, you know, two and a half, three story wood frames, but most of which were balloon frame. Right. Uh, rooming houses, apartment houses, um, you know, which obviously you have the high life hazard in those occupancies, but we were so used to operating those. And then now you have that transition where you have 
a three-story balloon frame rooming house next to a three-story lightweight condo building so you know you have different obvious concerns and hazards with each but in the past couple years specifically the city of Wildwood has definitely seen an uptick in construction again with um, we've had a couple hotels built there's more in the works uh, a couple large construction projects that are supposed to start this fall so it's all going to add to you know our responsibilities and what we're tasked with to uh, protect chief i'm going to throw this question at you and i think it needs to be said because you know as many know uh people who watch our program are firefighters or families of firefighters uh, however we do have quite a few people who watch that aren't uh either what are some of the challenges you face uh let's say on firefighters weekend and you know what, what are some tips that you can give to, you know, firefighters who by nature want to help, by nature want to be there to give you a hand? I mean, what, what are some of the things you can offer out? Yeah, so, you know, anywhere that has hosted any kind of, you know, we, we are fortunate enough that we host the New Jersey State Firefighters Convention every year in September here. Um, you know, like other conferences across the country host, you know, like Firehouse Expo, Fire, or excuse me, FDIC. Everybody, like you said, we're all type A personalities. Absolutely. We all want to help. We're, yep. you know, that's that's in our blood. Uh, but you know, when we go out of our area, we have to understand that you know, those guys do, do the same job that we do, and and they're trained and they're professional, and take that step back and just say, you know, okay, they got it. Let them handle it. Uh, and fortunately, for the most part, over the years, we haven't had too many issues with that. Uh, the most recent experience uh, was actually during the fireman's convention in 2019 we had a three-story condo building that had a pancake collapse of yeah, our three front decks i remember that uh with several people trapped and obviously it was actually a fire company that was staying there they were involved directly um one you know in fact their members were trapped and i will say that they were absolutely as soon as our personnel arrived they they took a step back and and they let our guys go to work because they knew that you know we had the equipment, we had the training, and they could tell right away that the job was going to get done. And and that had to be hard, knowing it was one of their own. That absolutely, was, you know, in that position. So uh, it takes I, yeah, a lot of restraint. Absolutely, I, I commend that that department for for that type of restraint. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I don't know if I even have that restraint myself, yeah. knowing it was one of my brothers under there. But but yeah. Yep. Exactly. Earlier, we spoke about some of the complex um, issues you guys have here in Wildwood. Uh, what do you tell your membership? You know about about this building building construction what do you tell them about because i know that's a passion of yours mm -hmm. is building construction i mean the fire load now and the you know how fast these fires are burning because of construction materials what's what's the priority for you guys on a, on a arrival on these fires uh the biggest priority and you know i've always even when i was a shift captain is stretch in line mm -hmm. and stretch in line quickly and efficiently so, you know, I, I want that line to come off quick. I want it to go to the, you know, the location that it needs to be, and we need to get water on the fire immediately. Because that, that reduces so many of our problems. If we can get, first of all, we're good because we, we're small square miles. The city of Wild itself is only 1.2 square miles. The whole island is five miles long. So we're fortunate we have a very quick response time get there, get the line off, get it stretched, get it in operation, get water on that fire, and that's gonna reduce the potential for more problems that we're gonna deal with. Because as you see, the density, Oh yeah. we're not responding to 
any fire incident where we're not automatically thinking that we may have an exposure problem. Absolutely. And that's just evident by what we see just driving through the city. And again, there's so many different variations of the city, you know, that you have to learn. And, and what I see here is that your firefighters, uh, including your command staff, just needs to train and stay proficient. Absolutely. And, and training is something that, you know, we as, you know, the administration, the chief, the deputy, we promote constantly. Uh, our company officers are, are tasked with that and they do a great job on a daily basis uh, with our training policy. It's a minimum of one hour of training a day, but all four of our platoons on most days when they can, you know, in between runs. And it's a little more difficult in the summertime, but they'll exceed that because they're eager to learn, they're eager to stay proficient, and they want to be the best at their job. Chief, it's obvious to me that you bleed the job. Um, What's one of your proudest moments being a firefighter in Wildwood? I would, I would say the proudest moment for me besides the day that I actually got hired full-time and, you know, basically living my childhood dream. It's like hitting a lottery. It's hitting the lottery, you know. And I had fortunate, you know, when I went to college and other stuff, I had other experiences. Um, I, I did an internship up in the city of New Haven, Connecticut. Great department. Uh, great guys. Uh, I have friends in, in numerous other departments, guys that worked here part-time that are all over uh, the country now. But I just, I always loved it here. And I just felt there was always something special about this firehouse. And um, so other than that, when I got promoted to deputy chief, I think that that was probably um, the greatest day of my career. And, and because it's, it's humbling and, and it's a, a privilege to be able to work and serve not only the community, but to be able to serve the firefighters and the department as a whole. Absolutely. At the captain, you know, as a captain, I was able to make, you know, four firefighters under my command, you know, try to make them have a great experience, make them want to love coming to work. But as deputy chief, I get to help all 24 members. Yeah. Actually, or make effective you know, change. Yep. Yeah. Where, where do you see the fire department going <coughs> in, a, in a few years? I mean, you, you see where you're at now. You see where you came from, the yes. humble beginnings at Wildwood. Um, where do you see this department in, let's say, five years? What's your plan? Five years from now, you know, we're definitely at a point now where it's, it's becoming more difficult to recruit and retain part-time personnel. And it's just because of changing, you know, property values, demographics and whatnot but it, you know we have more and more people that are coming from an hour and a half two hours away and they're great but there's fewer of them so we're going to have to look at how we're going to solve that so you know that staffing issue full time right and you know obviously for the, the local taxpayer because it, those are limited in numbers right but my hope is that with the increase in the rateable base through the, the development and the construction that eventually we'll get there and be able to, you know, make sure that we maintain our minimum levels of staffing at a safe level. And five five years from now, uh, you know, at, at some point here, you're definitely going to have to start seriously looking at regionalization. They've been talking about it uh, again lately. Uh, it, it's been a discussion for years, but but it's got to be on a, a, a large scale level. It's not just here. Right. There, a lot of these small departments and smaller communities and you're seeing even some of our neighboring communities that have volunteers now that their volunteer base is an aging volunteer base and 
with the cost of property here, young families, you know, uh, aren't going to be able to live in some of these neighborhood communities and they're just going to have to say, okay, we need to do something and that may, you know, result in having to hire more staff. You know, when I hear you talk like that, it's very progressive thinking. Um, and that, I think, is what's so different in the fire service for when, you know, I started in the 90s. It's, it was always everyone kind of wanted to stay in their own sandbox. Everybody wanted their own, their own island, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good to see that progressive talk, just realizing that, look, th- this is the needs of the city. This is the needs of the taxpayer. Uh, and, and you guys are doing a phenomenal job uh, for what you have and, you know, the re- who you're relying on. You know, mm-hmm. it's. I noticed that you guys rely on like you know North Wildwood for the ladder. Yep. Um, you guys work so well together. We had an opportunity last night to uh, work with those guys a little bit, which was yeah. cool. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's a definitely a team effort. I mean, island wide here, you know, there's only so many people available and. Uh, when we have, you know, serious incidents, working fires, just like anywhere else, we have our automatic aid and our mutual aid, and right. you know, we have uh, that. Um, we, we've worked together, so we have that understanding, and we all work well together. We know what to anticipate, and, and that's just, you know, I see that just con- continuing to expand into the future. Chief, last question I ask you, and this, this might be a little t- tough question. Um, I asked Firefighter Sharp the same question. Um, and it kind of took him back. As a deputy chief, I'm sure you don't have an opportunity to always have everybody in the firehouse in front of you so that you could say things that you want to say to everybody collectively. It's just the real world, that's not always the case. If you had an opportunity right now to say something to uh, your membership, your firefighters, what do you say to them? Uh, I mean, honestly, you know, I, I love every one of them. I thank them for everything that they do each and every day. Uh, to come into work and bust their butts to make sure that they, they're the best that they can absolutely be, uh, to further their education, further their training, um, whatever they can do to better themselves and better our department. And it's just an honor and, and a privilege, uh, as I said before, to be in the position that I am to be able to serve them and perhaps make changes that help them be better and set the department up for the future. And as the the deputy chief, you know, one of my, and you know, for the chief, Chief Triano, one of the major things that we have to be concerned with is setting them up for success in the future. Because, Absolutely. you know, a few years from now, you know, it could totally change again and you'll have a whole new cadre of company officers and chief officers and you want this department after you leave to be better than you found it. Absolutely, that's a great statement. That's. That's what every everybody in a position of leadership should, should think. Chief, I appreciate you talking to us, and uh, and for one, it was an honor to be able to uh, to rob you guys, get a feel of family from the Wildwood Fire Department, and, and really it did feel like family for us. I definitely appreciate it, and uh, as we said before, you always always have an open door at our uh, at the Shore House. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Chad Alvarado. We have Chad here. Chad, and you're in your rocking a brand new hat today. I am rocking a brand new hat. Brought so, it out just for you guys. Just for us. So that's, right. that's where we rate at Penny Q. Thanks a lot for coming on the show, bro. Thanks for having me. So uh, before we get too far into this, um, 
why don't you tell us a little bit about how this all started for you? How did you become a firefighter? Um, I grew up in Wildwood Crest, okay. the town just south of here. Uh, my dad and my grandfather were volunteers in Wildwood Crest Fire Company. Um, and just being a young kid, following my dad around going to the firehouse, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like most kids do. Right, right. Um, Where that seed is like planted so yeah, early. Just enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Chasing right. fire trucks around on my bike as a kid around the island. Um, and then I went off to college, came back, did the volunteer thing, had a good couple guys in the crest that kind of took me under their wing and showed me like, hey, this is how you do it. You know, figure it out yourself. Right. Uh, but this is the path. Derek Obrowski, who works here, and then a retired guy, Ron Harwood. Um, and uh, started working part-time. Nice. Got my EMT, and here I am. The rest is history. Yeah. What is it about this fire department specifically that means so much to you? Uh, it's, it's a, it's a, the department itself is a very tight knit group of guys right. and the town's a tight knit group of people. I'm sure you see us running around yeah. talking to people at calls and stuff like that. And it's just, uh, it, there's something about working in your, on the Island you grew up in where you really don't have anything like that. You know what I mean? You right. go, you, you see neighbors, friends, family, you know what I mean? You get to go see the kids at sporting events or support people or whatever they're doing. So. I know exactly what you're talking about because the first time we were here, uh, we were at a, a small crash. Uh-huh. But everyone on the rig made it a point to come out and talk to somebody who was on a sidewalk or somebody who was walking by mm-hmm. and wanted to know what was going on. And, and it wasn't, there was no discontent. And you could just tell genuinely that, you know, people wanted to talk to each other, yeah. which, which is huge. And then on the boardwalk, you know, giving out the, the plastic fire uh, yeah. to everybody. It's, it's great. I mean, the, the community relations that your department has uh, is top notch. And believe me, that pays huge dividends with people in the community seeing what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, definitely being, it's definitely being noticed. Um, what would you say one of the challenges is for you uh, being a firefighter here in, in Wildwood? What kind of challenges do you guys face? Uh, we got a, a variety. Of, I mean, from obviously um, different types of building construction with, you know, you got some high rises for the hotels down to single families. You go from the beach side to the bay side, um, and we're kind of like an all-hazards type department. I mean, we take care of a lot of stuff. Outside of the department, we take care of a lot of stuff for the city, right. um, like anywhere else. Just the guys with maybe don't have the answers, but can get the job done. Well, because in an instant, you're you know you have a problem at, on a roller coaster, mm-hmm. and the next thing you know, you're at a single family, exactly, or even a, a small cottage. You yep. know, behind the residence, there's a, a small oh, cottage. There's a lot of them around here. Yeah, I mean, around so the island. That that in itself uh, presents a lot of challenges. So, uh, is that something that you say to new new firefighters coming in, like, hey, these are some of the hazards we have here? Yeah, so we, uh, this last year has been a big emphasis on our water rescue, kind of bringing it um, up to probably where it needs to be. Okay. We've had a couple guys that have really been instrumental in that. Um, but in just regards to the fire side of it, a lot of the training we get is on EMS calls, you know, going through buildings, oh, yeah. access. Hey, where's the front door? You know, you come to places that it's on the side. A lot of our condos are, are side access stairwells uh, or even rear. So, I mean, then you got to start thinking about long lays and, Oh, absolutely, you know, yeah. apartment lays and stuff like that. And we're pretty well versed for it. Um, but we take the new guys out. We like to take them up on the boardwalk. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of different obstacles that, that seem very routine that, you know, you just pick up on. And the guys we have here, the, the new guys we bring in are, are very eager to learn. And absolutely. They all kind of, you got to make it fun and, you know, enjoy it. I don't believe that this is the type of place you can come here and think you're going to lounge around. I mean, this is... This no. is a house you're going to come to, and you're you're going to be you're going to be told like, look, you, you need to learn. Yeah, yeah this is nah. a, you know no they joke. they hold you to a, a, yeah. a standard. Yeah. And uh, I remember coming here and, and talking to a couple of the full time guys when I was working part time. Yeah. 
they were like, you know, hey, here, here's the deal. You're either in or you're out. Yeah. And uh, we don't have many people that don't buy in. A lot of people are, are full into it. I love that word buy in, man, because that's exactly what, what it has to be, right? You have to mm-hmm. have to be buying. Chad, talk to me about that kitchen table. What, is, what does it mean to be <laughs> a fireman, a firefighter around a kitchen uh, table? The kitchen table is a unique spot. I mean, as you guys know, and I'm sure a lot of people do, but, uh, you know, it. Uh, you can solve the world problems there. <laughs> But uh, you know, the same, it, it, it goes full circle. You know what I mean? Whether you're uh, you're there, nonsense and about family stuff. Right. Calls we had, previous calls, retired guys, up and coming guys. You know what I mean? You, you learn a lot there. Right. Um, I, I I came to the firehouse with a little bit of cooking knowledge, nice. and I quickly learned at that table. Uh, you know, my dad gave me a lot of good cooking knowledge, but I've learned how to cook here. Like you know, it, you either step up and learn how to and know how to cook or not. And uh, the tables, you know, you learn a lot at that table, Absolutely. sitting down. and you learn a lot about yourself at that table, oh, too, yeah. you know. Like, yep. you know um, it's, it's great to be able to come there. What I love about the kitchen table is you can be having, you can have a really, really bad day. Yeah, yeah. And then your brothers and sisters notice that, mm-hmm. that it's for real. You're having a really bad day. And then instantly it, it goes from joking around, horse around, to having a serious conversation exactly. about whatever it is. You One need. little thing comes up, right. somebody comes in, you know, you sit down at the table and... Yeah. You get a cup of coffee or whatever you drink your choices and it's a it's, it's a uh I'm trying to think of the words that would be good for it but it's a unique spot it yeah. is definitely a unique spot tell me a little bit about the per- people you work with this uh this shift a shift so i was on a shift when i first got hired um i got hired in 2019 july yeah. 1st i was assigned to a platoon i worked a platoon with um now deputy dunn who was the captain at the time as a part-timer so i got my heart to you know the shift's got my heart a little bit, right, right. Um, but uh, Captain Feltwell, he, uh, he's, I guess, one of the newer captains, but it's a pleasure to work under him. Oh, and you got Tina and Brendan. Um, I, Brendan was a year or two younger than me, so it was Tina, but we all grew up in the area. We kind of didn't know each other, so it's kind of nice to bring it back together. You know what I mean? Oh, and definitely. Yeah. Re- didn't realize how close you really were. Um, and then we have uh, our duty crew, Joe McCauley, Joe Fish, as we call him. and He's been a uh, – he just graduated high school this year, and, and the kid is – outstanding oh, it's awesome. you know what i mean it's nice to see somebody want to take that next step and he's doing it for his emt and it's kind of you know it's fun to see somebody go through those things that you went through at one point oh absolutely kinda, yeah it, it excites you a little bit still you know what i mean yeah, it makes you yeah. bring feel like you're back to absolutely where you were yeah sometimes but, uh, you get in that little bit of a rut and then you get someone uh, new and it, yeah it happens yeah. everybody does everyone's got jobs outside of here right, right. And this past two years hasn't been anything easy for anybody right let alone in here sure. you know what i mean um but it is nice to come here and i mean this place is like a a vacation from a real job you know what i mean right, right. i mean it's something else yeah, but the shift is a good good group of people dave bannon who's not here today is our, is our number two guy he's a great guy he uh he's he heard the cameras were coming he's like yeah, yeah I, I don't know remember. if he took off or not I just remember i got something to do he's I'm got good. a uh <laughs> he's got like a, a a local business selling food at events and stuff and it's uh, interesting cool. to we, we kind of pick each other's brain about side businesses and things like that it's nice right, to have right. a, a different avenue to reflect with somebody with that's what's beautiful about the 24-7, too. Oh. You can have a whole other... Yeah, well, we're on the... We have... What are we? Four on, four off. Okay. So, we got the 48. Yeah. It's nice. That it's is really nice. It's the same the same thing as Philadelphia. Yeah. And it really helps out. Oh, my gosh. You know, those four days, some days are nice to reset and come back, and then you're back in the groove. Chad, a lot of firefighters have different ways of managing stress, um, you know, managing bad calls, things they've seen, you know... Um, not everyone could see through our eyes and see no. the things we see. Um, what's, what's one of the ways you've found uh, 
in your career so far that you were able to manage stress? Just talking stuff. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm not a big uh, uh, mushy type of person. Some people are, some people aren't. Yeah. And uh, just kind of call the shots as they are. And, and especially with the people here that have the same type of mindset that can kind of, they understand where you're coming from. Not everyone will understand it. Right. Um, and, you know, it's nice some days to be able to just say what you feel and not be judged for it. And people are like, hey, I get it, you know. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to say stuff out loud to hear yourself say it. And one of the things you just said, and this is what I try to preach to everybody that watched our show, and then that is that it's just that communication, just talking. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's huge. Speaking to peers about things that we see or do uh, is huge. Yeah. You know, you don't realize the benefit of that. Instead of taking it home and, you know, kicking the dog upside down and being upset and all that kind of stuff, it's, you know, talk, talking goes along. It does. It does. <laughs> and the more you talk, the easier yeah. it is. You know what Definitely, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, the better kind of uh, rapport you get with people, the easier it just flows off. You know what I mean? Definitely. Chad, I appreciate talking to this man. And uh, I said, it's been a great time here at the house. Cool to be here at nighttime, which is which is cool. Yeah. You know, get to see some of the city. Yeah, at you night. kind of made it like right at the end of summer. It was kind of yeah. a nice little re- you know, way to wrap it up here. Yeah, it's actually pretty busy up there. On, it on is the pretty busy. There's a lot of people up there. And uh, even for tonight, I was kind of surprised. We were to call earlier. I just peeked my head up to see how many people were on the boardwalk. Yeah. I was surprised how many people were still up there. Oh yeah, yeah it was, it was nice to people. see. It's sad to see the people leave. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're still here though, so that, that's uh, and they'll thing. be here. So we're who knows what the night's gonna bring? Right? You never know, man. It's a it's a wild spot. Thanks again, bro. No, no, I appreciate bro. talking to us. So, Bert, why don't you go ahead and tell us uh, how long have you been here with the department? I've been here uh, a couple months now. So my first summer down here in Wildwood. Uh, okay. My second summer overall down working down the shore. Okay. And did you come from another department or you started out here? Uh, no, I'm, I'm up from North Jersey. North so, Jersey? Yeah, I'm all the way up from Cedar Grove. So about 15 minutes from Patterson. So, so yeah. before we even start, just because I'm intrigued by this, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about the differences in firefighting operations between up north and here? Um, I mean, it's a big difference because where I'm from, it's normal, you know, wood frame houses and then, you know, you nursing homes and stuff like that. But then you come here and it's like, you got hotels, you got single families, multiple families, the boardwalk, boats. So there's anything basically is down here. And would you say you like it better here or up there? Both have, you know, their positives. Um, at least, you know, bread and butter, you kind of know what you're going into up there. But here, I like the challenge. So... I don't know what I'm going into, so that's like, kind of adds to you know the spice of the calls that kind of come about. All right. And what what age do you think you kind of thought this idea in your head that you wanted to be a fireman? Uh, right after I what, right when I was in the middle of fire one. Uh, I mean I I grew up more on the EMS side. Uh, my dad was an EMT. I grew up there, and my mom being a nurse. Um, but then I wanted that challenge, and I really liked uh, rescue. And once I went to fire one, I was by the bug and I was like, I don't want to college anymore. I want, I want to go, you know, become a career fireman. I think for a lot of us, I know myself, Frank, I think we all kind of dabble a little bit in EMS, you know, beforehand for whatever reason. That's kind of how we start yeah. for most. I know myself, that was how I started was EMS before I got to fire. Um, so if there was one the overall best thing about this department that you tell people, your friends, other firemen, what would what would that be about this place? I get to work down the shore. Like, you know, I get to work in the shore. The shore. Like, yeah, the shore. You know, walk and you know, walk on the boardwalk and get that sea air. You know, you don't really get that anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, North Jersey, you got all these high rises in the cities and all the apartments. Like you know, down here you get you know, nice sun. Good good people down here. Definitely different tactics. Yeah, right? different tactics. Complete different tactics. 
Now, uh, I know we talked about it a little bit with uh, your other coworkers that we've talked to here, um, but you know, myself and Frank noticed you guys are big into PR and public relation. Um, I noticed you specifically were talking with a family off to the side. Um, how important is that to you and to this department to be out there and be vocal with the public? Um, I mean, it's a big part because, you know, they see us on the other side, like doing our jobs and, you know, maybe they might think that, you know, we just go to work and sleep and right. do whatever. But like this way they get to see that, like, hey, like, you know, come see the fire truck, you know, get them acclimated and see like, hey, like, you know, if we actually come to your house and there's something sure. wrong that don't be afraid of us. We're right. here to help you. And we're, you know, it's just, it helps, makes us look good in, you know, the public side. 100%. So this is an important question for me, um, just because I'm always curious as to where people come from or, you know, who they admire. If you had to pick one person uh, in the fire service that you, you would say you admire or you look up to or has made an impact in your career so far, who do you think that would be? Um, I'd have to say one of my uh, Fire One instructors. Um, Fortunately, he passed away last year, B.B. Baker. Um, he, a quote that will live to me till the day I die is, you know, every day you're always training. And, you know, the day you stop training is the day you should retire. And, you know, that's like coming down here. doesn't matter if it's hands-on training, watching video, talking with everybody on shift. Um, I mean, me being a part-timer, like, I'm on different shifts, so at least I get to absorb a lot of information. You know, I work B-shift. A lot of those guys are with the rest team, so I get to, like, learn more about the rescue side of it. So doesn't matter who I am, I'm always learning from these guys. They've been here like a couple years, they've been here 20 years. That's what I want to learn. I want to be able to absorb all that information so I can be able to pass it on to the other part-timers, newer people that come on, or even bring it back to you know my volley squad you know, up north. It's a great mindset, it's a great attitude, and I mean, honestly, that's what, it about, what it's about. We never stop training, we never stop learning, right? All the way up the ranks, mm -hmm. you know? Um, me and the captain were talking about it before, about you know, training, on-hand training, book training, you got to have, you kind of got to be in the middle. You got to yeah. pick up books, but exactly. you also got to get out there. Yeah. You got to be hands-on, right? Yeah, I mean, especially with this job, you know, everything's not going to be like to the book. You know, you're going to have those situations where you got to think outside the box and be able to get everything done. Sure, sure. Um, Jesse Harris. Jesse, Jesse, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So talk to me a little bit about your role here at the, at the firehouse. Uh, so for here, I'm just a part-time firefighter, EMT. Um, we have so many part-timers, and then we have the career staff. Uh, in the summertime, they use the part-timers a lot, especially for the ambulance. The wintertime, we get used for uh, call-outs a lot more, so the hours aren't as much. But the summer, we're here a lot. So um, like for me and some of the other guys, like I work down in North End. Okay. Uh, and we also have other jobs all over the place. So right, I, right. Sometimes you'll see us working 48 hours, even 96 hours straight. It just varies. But what, What's the advantage of working here in Wildwood for you anyway? What, what's it for personally? Um, the call volume, more EMS. There's different uh, developments and stuff around here. A lot of different uh, call volumes on uh, different calls. Uh, traumas, medicals, uh, wrecks. Just seems like there's a little bit more stuff here. As a part-timer, what do you think your responsibility is to uh, to the membership? Um, just, you know, obviously whoever's coming in behind you or like a new part-timer, just right. showing him the best you can on what to do, you know, trying to get here early, trying to clean up, take the trash out, anything like that, uh, just not sitting around. 
I mean, for, you know, part-time or if they are working a lot of hours, I know it's hard, but it's just trying to be motivated all day. Right. Just going. part of that grind. Yeah, so the grind. Trying to get yep. a full-time job somewhere. Yep. You got to certainly prove yourself. Yeah. Do you feel like you have to prove yourself more as a part-time? Some days, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we, we work a lot. So that's, like I said, the days, days when you come in, I think the captains look at them and they see that they've been grinding. So it's like some days are a little easier, some days are not. It just depends on how the days are. What's it like to work for a place that, you know, you have a riding assignment, but then also you have a swimming assignment? I mean, what's that like for, for you? It is different. Um, you know, like like you just said, you can go from riding on the ambulance to going to the beach in a matter of seconds. And it's it's kind of entertaining in a sense because one second you have these clothes on, the next you have swim trunks on. <laughs> if you have them with you. Right. So that's what's fun about it. Show me the boss. My chef jacket is a little old, but I do like to cook for the guys and gals for it too. <laughs> so this is this is uh, La Pizza. La Pizza Tag is my it's, it's my family's restaurant. Yeah. Oh, your family's restaurant. Right up at Linwood, yeah. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Guys, we're back and this time we're in the Bay Area the Firehouse with this awesome brass pole which you don't find in every firehouse these days. Welcome to the show, bro. Thank you. This is cool to have this in the very firehouse, cool. right? Very And I heard you almost killed yourself the first time coming down, right? I did about six, eight months ago, uh, first night shift here. Um, needless to say, my volley department up, uh, up north a little bit, we don't have poles, it's one story building. Um, I took my shot at it. Head it was slammed into that, but I can tell you today, after six months, I've mastered it. <laughs> so just, mastered just like it. everything in the fire service, if you know you fall, you just get back up, yeah. and you're good the next day. 100%. Why don't you tell everybody who you are, bro? My name is Joe McCauley. I'm the uh, volunteer duty crew on A shift. Um, what's what's the volley crew? Um, what's that all about? It's so basically, um, it is volunteer. It's voluntary. You work. You work every day, the uh, career guys work. So basically, it's um, four days a week. Right. You got your 10s, your 14s, working every day. But you can also pick up other shifts. Okay. I work I work a lot of other open shifts. Like, um, currently we have three that are assigned shifts. We got um, me, A Platoon. We have uh, my friend Mikey Brown, he's on B Platoon. My friend Mike Wow, you guys interviewed him a yep. while ago. He's on uh, C Platoon. There's a vacancy on D Platoon, so I like to pick that one up. So I mean, you can work on limited hours, which is great. I mean, you come in here, you embrace the grind, you work as many shifts as you can, you pick a lot of knowledge. I love doing that. Right. Definitely. Love. What are you taking away from this personally? Personally, I, it's not, uh, I know Mike talked about a little bit how like, he told you the money aspect, the grants and stuff like that. For me, it's the knowledge, definitely the knowledge. I come in here like a sponge, absorb everything I can. Um, that's the big thing with me. I mean, this place, I mean, the individuals here, they're the greatest, the greatest group of people I've ever met, really. Um, I've been around a lot of fire departments. Right. I'm only 18, I know that, but in my day, I like, I grew up in the like, little fire aspect, and the people here, second to none, really are. I learned so much from. Them. So would you would you agree that there's a family aspect here that you, you embraced? Definitely, huge family aspect. I was welcoming right away. I mean, I think I'm a likable person, and I really warmed up to everybody. They warmed up to me. I mean, I was welcomed with open arms, definitely. As a young firefighter at yeah. age 18, yeah. what does that kitchen table mean to you? I mean, the conversations you hear in there, like, what does that mean to you? That it's like a waterfall in a way, definitely like a waterfall. I mean, all that knowledge is like being flooded out to you, just like that. And I'm just here to take it all in. 
could be arguments, could be fights, be people talking about their home life, everything like that. Right. I'm just here to take it all in. And it's definitely it's definitely guided me in a way. It's definitely a lot it's of knowledge. Good. So it's guided you in a way, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So would you say that at age 18 you've also had uh, some life lessons thrown at you? 100%. Yep. Yeah. So it's 100%. not just firefighting and not definitely just EMS. No. So are you looking to become an EMT? Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, I just enrolled in the course. Actually, I just signed up today. I paid today. Um, starting at 27th. Oh, so September coming up soon. So for your EMT. Yeah. You know, one of the things that everywhere you look around here is, you know, some kind of book about, you know, National Registry or EMT. Everyone's trying to, to better themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, do you find that this house trying to pushes everyone to be better? 100%. Yeah. Our captains, our chiefs. Our chiefs, I mean, they're two of the best guys I've ever met, really. They're like serious and hard when they have to be. You know, obviously, chief, you got you to gotta run a tight ship. But they do it in a way that, like, I mean, it's like family. Right. It's like your, it's like your dad yelling at you, giving a little pep talk. It's perfect. Same with the captain. Same with the uh, higher members above me. Now, you said you're on a volunteer department as well. Yeah, yeah, yep. So when you go back to the volunteer house, what, what do you say to your brothers and sisters there about where you work here? Um, I just like I try to like give them knowledge. I mean, I know I'm still a young buck. I'm still only a year in the fire service, but I try to take what I get from here from the chiefs my senior members, my officers, and bring them back there because some of them, they don't have that, you know, uh, structure, that's to say. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great word. Back. Structure's so important yeah, for our service, right? And, and you're already getting that now. Mm -hmm. um, and again, it's probably at that kitchen table and other places within the firehouse, right? Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, it's like, it's hard to explain. I mean, like a family, you come, you eat, fire department's definitely like a big family to me. I mean, just like at home, you come home, you eat dinner, you relax, you decompress. Same thing here, we come in here, um, night shift, we come in, talk about everybody's weekend or weekdays, everything, everybody's problems, solutions, all that. And I, again, I just soak it all in. What kind of support system do you have at age 18, you know, to come here, come do this? I mean, do you have a big support system at home and you have oh, other yeah. people in your home? I mean, definitely my parents, my whole family, they're right behind me with everything I do. I mean. Being a firefighter at age 18, I mean, some parents could be a little bit iffy, but I got full support from them, my brothers. Um, coming into the fire service, I was actually in fire school last year at 17. My birthday, I turned 18 December 2nd, that was the night of my live burn. So I, I was chomping at the bit right when I could, yeah. immediately. Um, I definitely, you definitely win some, you lose some. Like, for me, in high school, I didn't get to go to my graduation, I didn't get to go to my prom, but I was here with my brothers and sisters, and. They really made it worthwhile for me. It really did. I mean, it's That's like a big old thing. What you just said, um, that kind of hit home for me. You know, yeah. I realized that you're you're absolutely right. You know, you did miss those things because uh -huh. of everything going on. Um, so. That's huge that you had these guys uh, and girls here to help you and support you through that time where, you know, you really didn't miss out. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I mean, it's been a tough year and a half. I mean, yeah. my junior year was a little affected at the back end, and then whole senior year was coming back here. It's just a big whole family. I mean, they right, right. they really helped me out with that. It was, yeah, it's it was awesome. really good. That, that's good. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of people did were affected. You know, oh, yeah. By, especially in school because uh -huh. those are one-time memories that oh, yeah. they lost, but at least they were able to pick up the slack here. Sure. Do you have any friends that aren't firefighters at all or EMT? Yeah. Or, okay. mm -hmm. So when you have those friends, what, what kind of conversations do you have with them about what you do? Do they understand what you do or do you have to explain it to them or what? Um, sometimes. Um, like they'll see something on the news or on TV and they'll ask questions. I kind of just try to briefly give them a description if I can. Uh, 
some of my friends do ask me a lot, like if they know I'm working, like how was your day? You know, did you go to this? Did you do that? Because some friends are like, did you see anything glory? Did you see anything right. bad? You know, but it's but it's those kind of people, honestly, to me that I like to talk to because they don't know what you're talking about. So as like a vent aspect, I, right. I like having that because I can talk to somebody. Yeah, because you know most people that aren't involved in the service, you know, unless they have family members or they're somehow intimately involved, they just watch like Chicago Fire and those sort of things. Yep. They think that you come in, that's what you're doing the whole tour, and it's, nah. it's not really like that, right? Nah. There's some downtime, training, you know, preparing meals, all the other stuff mm -hmm. that, that comes with it. Yeah. Um, what is it for you that you like about the fire service? Is there one aspect, you know, I talked to some guys and girls that said, well, maybe it's an engine company or a ladder company or rescue. What is it for you? Um, I mean, I'm I'm just in all of it. Uh, I mean, I, I love helping people no matter what. Uh, I mean, for that aspect, I, I mean, I like ladder work, truck work. Uh, down here, I mean, we kind of have to do it all because right. in the first however many minutes, we're by ourselves. So, you know, we if it's here, we're an engine company in a sense. If it's down in the north end, we're, you know, kind of both that we have to be. Right. But, uh, yeah, anywhere else I go, I just I love truck stuff. So that's just always been my forte. Have you found that, people your age you're trying to draw them into the fire service or do you feel that the people you're talking to are already finding their way to the fire service um i think it's like people that already hang around people that do this kind of know where they want it if they want it or not yeah. and then others you kind of just have to talk to or coach into more i mean because at home i still volunteer so like when i'm out around my area at home i still try to get people to come out and volunteer right um but we have younger people in our department who I know their friends are already going to want to join. Yeah, Because they, they've been around it, they've seen it, and they, they think it's great. It's just trying to keep them in that momentum. They have to go through school, do all the hours, and keep up with it. I know firefighters, we all love the craft, and, and you know we want to perfect our craft each and every day we come to work. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of us carry this with us off work. Um, what is it that you have? Like, What's your hobby outside of the fire service? Do you have a hobby? Is there something you do? <laughs> Uh, so, like, this is, this time of year, it's starting to become my favorite time of the year. I love fall, I love winter. Uh, back where I'm at, we do a lot of hunting. Okay. Uh, you know, hunting, duck hunting, deer hunting. Um, my cousin, it's a family farm, so I also farm when I'm at home, which is different than down here. Yeah, it's yeah. All, it's a, you know, it's, for me, it's cool because from where I'm at, it's rural. And, like I said, I, my friends told me about down here, with it being the, the city and the boardwalk. Right, right. It was like, you know, I never really went to the boardwalk as a kid, tried it out, and fell in love with it. It's, it's yeah. awesome. You don't, you don't often go to work and you have a roller coaster in your backyard. There's not too many people I talk to that live on the shore or, you know, mm -hmm. that leave. They always come back because it's almost like stuck with you, you yep. know. It's hard to do this and then go somewhere else. Yeah. But uh, it's cool that you have those two two things going on for you, the mm -hmm. rural section and then also you got this here, which yeah. is cool. Yeah. I appreciate talking to us, man. It it was uh, it's good to meet all these guys in the house and the yeah. girls in the house, and uh, it's so cool how everyone is so so close here. You know, mm -hmm. nice to meet you, pal. You too. Thank you. All right, we got more coming at you with more interviews and more to show you here at Wildwood. Hey guys, we're upstairs here at Wildwood Fire Department inside the bunk rooms. This is where the firefighters stay overnight uh, during their tour. The first thing you'll do is come in. You'll see the mattress is exactly like this. Everything's opened up. Uh, these spaces are for everybody, all the firefighters, so they'll come in uh, like we did last night. Chris and I, we had our beds and uh, we brought our own sheets, obviously our own pillow that set it all up. Uh, this also doubles as a space for a meat locker here in Wildwood as well. 
Um, so if uh, you're faint of heart when it comes to cold, this is not the place for you, nice and cold. One of the things we noticed was that the bunks up top were more for the part-time firefighters uh, per diem, and then the bottom were the full-time firefighters where they had the space. They also have lockers in here, which is really nice. What I liked about this room was how neat and organized it is. It's an old building, but they make do. They make it work. Um, everything is in line, everything organized, everything has its place here at the Wildwood Fire Department. So me and Frank had a, a pretty eye-opening experience of our 24 here with Wildwood Fire Department. Um, it's kind of unique how everyone comes up together, like one big family, kind of get ready to uh, settle in for the night. Like Frank said, you got to make your beds. Um, I know me and Frank kind of had a hard time falling asleep, but I definitely did, knowing that at any second the bell could go off and you could have to run. Um, so you definitely sit there a little anxiously. Ironically enough, they got to run uh, about 3 a.m. for an EMS call. Um, so we heard them kind of scurrying out the door, which was uh, pretty cool. Um, but you definitely sleep a lot lighter in a firehouse setting. Um, but definitely the way they just set up for their 24 and kind of all come together, get settled down for the night and uh, get ready for a potential job is just a, it's a pretty cool experience. And uh, I know I definitely enjoyed it and uh, looking forward to possibly doing it again.